The Julia Hartley Brewer Podcast. Ruthless but fair. Julia Hartley Brewer. Comprehensive coverage of all the new stories that matter to you. Harder, older, Hartley Brewer. The Julia Hartley Brewer Podcast from Talk Radio. Joining me right now to run through all the top stories is Conservative commentator Benedict Spencer. Good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, we're looking ahead to the autumn statement. We'll be taking it live here on the show. It's due to start at half 12. Everything run late, runs late in Parliament. More likely to be around the 12.40 mark. Uh, and we'll, we'll be uh, having all of that uh, for everyone to see and watch uh, themselves. Um, I think a lot of people with our question today would go, well, you know, I'm not a chancellor. I'm not an economist. I don't you know, run a multi-million pound business. I'm not equipped to know how to boost business. To be fair, mm. I mean... Jeremy Hunt is no more qualified than you and I are, or indeed our audience is, well, that's uh, to why tell I'm us here. how to do this. Yeah, that's, that's, why, that's why, why I'm here, here to give the Your perspective. Your moustache is as well qualified yes. as Jeremy. So I'm here to give the perspective of the Chancellor of the Exchequer, who has very little in the way of formal economic training. Yes. It'll be exciting. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Mind you, though, given the way experts uh, mm. have been handling things in the recent years, I'm not so sure we want experts in charge on some of these things. A lot of it, I think, is more common sense. I would actually trust people who run a successful business. To be fair, Jeremy Hunt has done that uh, to tell us how to do that. Um, we're told this is this is the big line. The Conservatives will reject big government, high spending and high tax because we know what leads to less growth. We know that leads to less growth, not more. Mm. Uh, and they're going to be 110 growth measures for business, including, in specifically, this uh, biggest tax cut for business, we're told, in half a century, which is the permanent extension of something brought in earlier this year, which is full expensing, allowing companies to claim back up to 25 pence in the pound, every pound they invest. Mm. Um, and that means you're actually going to you can spend money uh, investing and, and things. Mm. Now, the thing is, are people and businesses in particular are people going to take this seriously? Given that you know the government suddenly saying we 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 don't want big government high spending and high tax. All we've had for mm. recent years has been all of those things. And I think it's come very late in the day for it to make a sort of a serious uh, dent in people's. Uh, uh, finances in companies' finances. And I think that that's going to be the key thing, is that you can sort of string people along saying, oh, don't worry about the tax cuts, they're coming, they're coming. Yeah. There is a sort of a critical juncture where people go, well, it would have been nice if they'd come even six months ago. And I do feel that we are sort of in that territory where, you know, Jeremy Hunt could come in with a raft of sort of quite revolutionary tax cuts and you would be sat there going, well, yes, people under the next Labour government will feel the benefits of those, yeah. but ultimately it's probably not going to help the, the Tories in the short term. You've also got the very difficult situation, which is that not all Tory voters or swing voters want the same things. Yeah. I mean, you know, what Jeremy Hunt, what the Tories are talking about is we want low tax, we want this, that and the other. That's not what a lot of former Labour voters voted for Boris Johnson to have. The they Red Wall 2019 They voters. wanted the state to have a more pro active role in their life. Are they going to still get that? They, they'd like the public services to work the, rather yes, than... to work. This thing, I don't believe that the tax cut thing is going to fly. I, a, a, because they've actually put taxes up by so much. Isn't it a total of 50 billion extra mm. the tax receipts are going to be taken in just simply from moving those thresholds so that more and more people who, who've had pay rises mm. to cover inflation they're not actually better off. They've had yeah. a real times cut, a lot of them, over the last couple of years. Most people have, but because of higher inflation rates. But um, they'll say, oh, well, I'm, I'm, paying, I'm, I'm now a higher earner, but they're now paying higher rates of tax on the last you know, few thousand uh, that they're earning. Mm. They're not any better off. And even if you cut, we talk about this cut to national insurance. Mm. Now, they're not going to be overall better off. Now, a cut to national insurance, which would benefit, we're told, 28 million people, mm. that is infinitely preferable to me than a cut in income tax, because that is for people who are working, as yeah. opposed to people getting income from other sources, like from their investments. Now, I guess I'm all in fact people saving and getting those benefits, mm. people who are being responsible, not spending it all on, you know, wine, women and song, spending <laughs> on, you know, but we should be rewarding saving. Yes. But 
let's understand that there are people right now in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s who are, you know, and 60s actually, who can't afford to retire, mm. who, who are really struggling and helping those people is going to help yeah, the economy. sort of slightly counterintuitively, the ones that the Tories do need to help are the ones that are least likely to vote for them, because that yeah. actually are the drivers of economic growth, are the people who are sat around going, well, we've had, uh, what is it, 13, coming up to 14 years now of, of this, and our lot in life is significantly worse, and no amount of tax cuts is going to actually make it easier for us to get on the property ladder, because that is not actually going to be the sort of the main driver of growth in this country. That would be massive infrastructure and house building and all that sort of thing, which we're not going to get. So well, We're told we're going to see some big changes to planning. I mean, we always hear that. Yeah. But that's the thing, we've told, like, oh, it needs to be down to local people, you know, local councils. Local councils <laughs> no, it block doesn't. it because local <laughs> people who own properties try and stop buildings, new buildings being bought, built. Um, and then they say they take it back to government and then you have an outcry from local MPs. I mean, we're just going through this again and again. We just don't build, as we know with HS2, we don't build anything yeah. anymore in this country, whether it's reservoirs, whether it's power stations, whether it's railway lines, whether it's houses. We just don't build anything. I mean, it's all, It's a nice idea, giving power back to people, devolution, yeah. more democracy. Everybody likes that idea, but ultimately, we've shown in this country over the last few decades, it doesn't work exactly the, how... It just gives people the power to say no. And sometimes what you need is the old sideshow Bob mantra, which is a, a cold-hearted conservative to rule you like a king on certain very small issues. What actually I think a lot of conservative voters broadly would like is a government that did behave a little bit more muscular, if you like, and occasionally stepped in and went, no, you're not going to block this rather important power station or this housing development or something because the nation needs it. It's not yeah. just about you. That said, I'm very much in favour of this idea that you, know, you pay local people. Mm. You give the people a benefit. Like this, this talk about, you know, having these ugly pylons everywhere. Yeah. Um, and again, we're going to have ugly pylons and ugly wind turbines everywhere and we're still not going to have enough electricity of course. Uh, to, to power our nation. So that's a complete waste of everyone's time. But, but you know, at least people who are going to be blighted by this at least give them a benefit of, of some mm. kind. Um, the funny thing about all this, though, is all the quotes that have been put out in advance. And again, I'm, I, I'm going to go back in. In my day, <laughs> I remember the time when you didn't know what was going on in a budget or an autumn statement. Mm. It was all kept hush hush. And we were saying yesterday on the show, you didn't have chances going on television. Mm. Um, go, we can't tell you about it. Well, don't come on the telly doing an interview then. You're wasting everybody's time. Um, but, but he, um, you know, but he, we, we've got a lot out. We've got a lot of statements out. But all this stuff about growth, wasn't. Wasn't there someone talking about the importance of growth only this time last year mm. who was then derided by the political media establishment and elite as a lunatic and ousted from power? Now You'll, you'll have I'm, to remind me. I, I, my subconscious has suppressed that memory. Uh, Rather deep down, who was that? I mean, I mean this is the thing. Something this tea. is what Liz Truss and her team were talking <laughs> about. Now, look, they did not go about things the right way. Mm. The whole the yeah. madness of you know appointing a cabinet without any of your... Yeah. Opposition. I mean, you know, she, you know, she made a lot of tactical errors, but she was saying we're not going to deal with any of the problems in this country we've got unless we have growth. Yeah. I mean, now the, suddenly Jeremy Hunt's decided we want growth. I mean, that, that of course, was the problem, was that you had a prime minister who was far too too ideologically driven in many ways uh, than, than her predecessor or her successor. Um, that was the issue. You know, the, the, the message behind it was sound, but the actual yeah. way of doing it, believing, almost Corbyn-esque, that if you just hammered it home enough, people would just sort of automatically go with it. It doesn't work yeah, like exactly. that. That's not playing politics. And she was in the game long enough to know that that wouldn't have worked. And that was why it was slightly unforgivable yeah. that it happened. Absolutely. And we've had an awful lot sort of put out in advance about what's going to be done to help business, this national insurance cuts. Also, uh, we're told that the 8.5% increase in pensions, basically a pound an hour increase in the national living wage. Do you welcome these moves? Is this going to boost uh, growth in the economy or is there also a fear that some of this that it might boost inflation as well? 
Well, anything that takes um, the burden off uh, taxpayers at the moment is important. A, because it helps boost the economy, puts more money back into the economy, which means more jobs created, and as a result of that, better growth. But also bearing in mind that a lot of the, what you'd call the kind of stealth taxes, where you freeze the thresholds, have sucked a lot of more uh, middle-class people like teachers and uh, and that sort of level head teachers into operate tax, which is uh, a, a severe penalty. So anything that releases the burden on them is to be welcomed. National insurance is a tax, one way or the other. It's not. It was meant to be for payment for pensions and things. It, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't go into a pot that you can claim later on. It's no. spent Well, there is an action insurance pot, but of course it never pays for the pensions because it, they're, they're out the whole time, so they have to tax. So that's what the tax is for. Uh, so, yeah, a higher tax is a problem. We need to lower that tax. Uh, if you're looking at what helps growth and businesses, I'm a great advocate of getting the VAT level shifted mm -hmm. to, about, to about £250,000. That should be the limit. This right is, now, this is the threshold, at which point the, the, that, that's the income for, for a small business um, exactly. where you get over it, you start earning more than £85,000 yeah. a year, then you have to charge VAT yeah. at 20%. Um, and then we, we see this massive difference, isn't it? The number of businesses that, that are just below that threshold because they know once exactly. they go over exactly. it, every price that they charge goes up by 20%. Yeah, it's a no-brainer, really, I think, that if he wants uh, the economy to grow, if he wants more uh, entrepreneurship uh, going on, then to release that lot who don't want to get bogged down with the HMRC because they're not big enough to do it, they don't have extra people, it's just a, a fuss and nobody wants that, lift it to, I would do it to £250,000 and then simply say, off you go. And you'll see a huge growth yeah. uh, of small to medium businesses as a result of that. So when they get to that level at 250, they'll be able to cope with yeah. the requirements and the demand. And they'll employ so more people. That would be one huge but, chance. Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 a, that's a clear, you know, indicates you, you'll be able to employ more people. You're, you're not going to have to put your prices up again. That would, again, be non-inflationary as well. Um, in terms of pensioners and, and, uh, and people on, on minimum wage, we're looking at people, you know, the lowest incomes, they're seeing a boost. There was a bit of a debate about whether pensioners would get that full 8.5% boost in inflation. Of course, inflation is now 4.6%, but it's set based on previous months. And that national living wage boost as well. Look, we, I can remember this marginal propensity to consume from my economics A-level. Uh, and actually, you know, it's all very well if you want to give people a, a cut in your inheritance tax. Those people just put the money in savings, don't they? Uh, they're usually well-off middle-aged people who've already got uh, enough money anyway. Whereas you're looking at people on the national living wage minimum wage, what we used to call it, every extra penny you give them, they're going to spend in the economy. And my God, with food prices going up 30% in the last two years, rents going up, energy costs going up, they need that money and they need it now. I agree with you. I think uh, money down at the bottom three or four deciles uh, tends to get back into the economy almost immediately. Uh, obviously, uh, reductions in burdens of tax uh, for upper income doesn't always end up straight back in the economy. But that's not to say that uh, it isn't also right. In one way, inheritance tax, the reason why it polls normally at about 80% who hate it, it's because it's seen as a tax on a tax. You know, you've been taxed already many times, and then finally, uh, when you want to pass something on to your, your kids or whatever, then you get taxed a final time. And so I think people see it as an unjust tax, and I think, therefore, there is an argument. By the way, it's not very inflationary because... 
uh, a lot of that money wouldn't end up necessarily yeah. back into the economy. But, you are, but at a time when people, are the, on, on even average incomes are struggling, helping the very rich, you know, you know, the very, very rich don't pay it anyway. Everything's in a trust fund or taken abroad. So I, I, just, I have to say the fact that even, that was even being discussed, I thought was absurd. Can I bring you back to the idea, though, about, you know, uh, about what kind of government this is? Because... Jeremy Hunt, the statement that's come out from the Treasury today is the Conservatives will reject big government, high spending and high tax because we know that leads to less growth, not more. This is all about boosting economic growth at the heart of government's economic policy. Um, A, when wasn't boosting growth at the heart of government policy? And B, isn't this exactly the sort of thing that Liz Truss said only a year ago and she was castigated for it by the likes of, uh, you know, the MPs supporting Rishi Sunak and Jeremy Hunt? As they say, a good memory is unforgivable. Um, the reality is that this may well turn out to be a kind of um, Liz Light uh, uh, budget, <laughs> uh, but at a postponed period. So, um, as I say, uh, Downing Street has clearly uh, got a, a, a memory limit on themselves at the moment. Uh, as I say, never never a good thing in politics. And um, uh, But all in all, the main bit is all the language. If you brush it aside, what is absolutely critical, I think the bank has reacted too late on inflation, left inflation to go high, is now overreacting to inflation. You've seen this. And I, my, I think the worry really is that we may be heading for deflation. So the real issue for us is growth. This economy desperately needs growth, like a starving man needs food. This definitely needs growth. And whatever he does today, and we can all pick away at the individual items, every one of them needs to be saying, this is about growth. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it will be a wasted opportunity. You don't get many cracks in the last year of a government to yes. set this out. and You can't wait till March. So the, growth is... The thing is, yeah. isn't this just the last throw of the dice by government? I mean, we've just seen a sort of, oh, we're going to uh, roll back on the net zero stuff. We're going to say some sensible stuff on trans. We're going to try that. Oh, I haven't gone up in the polls. Right, OK, well, now we're going to do the tax cuts like the other side of the party we're calling for. This is literally just, what do we do? What do we do? Let's try this. I mean, the thing is, Anybody benefiting from any of these tax cuts, whether you're a business owner or whether you're you're a low-paid, well, any you know, you're, you're going to get the national insurance benefit. You're going to go, well, that's great, but you know what? I'm still poorer than I was a few years ago, and guess who I blame? The people who've been in charge for the last 13 years. That's the reality, isn't it? It's not going to shift the polls. Well, it may be. I mean, politics is about uh, about convincing people a about where they are why they're there and where their life is like to take them, where the government intervenes with it, and that is hugely economic. Mm. Uh, all the other points you made, by the way, are justifiable rows, and I hope we have those. You know, the whole net zero issue which has been imposed, it, people want a better environment, but they don't want to be, have a punishment beating on the way into it, so they pay higher and higher taxes. And when he, by the way, lifted it to, from 2035 on petrol and diesel cars, you saw a five-point move in the polls. And there was a reason because people said, yeah, I, you know, I absolutely want it, but I'm not going to pay any more money for yeah. this. So yeah. this is the reason why these arguments are keep important. Keep the car. Because, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all it, of that matters. So, yeah. I know you've got to go uh, to do some commons business. You're there for your wonderfully wood-panelled commons office there. Thank you very much indeed for joining us, Sir Ian Dugsmith. Appreciate that. Uh, let's come back to uh, my guest in the studio, Benedict Spence and his moustache and economist, Justin Hercott, Studio's presses. Sorry, I'm obsessed with both of these things in a very childlike way. The 80s like is back in force here. <laughs> it totally is. I mean, God, it's like, it's like being, you know, it's, it is, it's like being some Miami Vice or something, isn't it? I don't know. He said he wants um, to be the new Thatcher. 
British tonight. Well, we're here. Well, there you we're are. Waiting there you to are see. Then. <laughs> um, a question for you, Justin, just quickly. Um, we're going to go to a break in a moment. But um, the thing is, would anything right now, where we are economically, would anything be different if Labour had been in charge for the last few years? Because we had a Labour guest on earlier saying, well, you know, it's because of this. Thing. Would anything be different? We'd still have had the Ukraine war. The, uh, we'd still have had the, 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 the pandemic. Look at the background to actually what's gone in the, on in the world. And surprisingly, you think about it, we had banking crisis, two wars, um, uh, a pandemic, all those elements. The global economy is still growing, albeit slower. Um, and so when you're faced with what's happened in terms of the supply of uh, business coming through, that's where inflation has really come from. Um, not, nothing to do with wages so much. And so Labour would have had exactly the same issues to try and manage. There's only a certain amount you can try and do. Yeah. You can do. You can change the dressing and make it look look a bit prettier. But fundamentally, there's only so much you can try and do here. And this is the thing, Benedict Spence is. You know, you're a Conservative commentator. You know, when Labour criticised, a they'd have done a lot of these things exactly the same. Well, they were egging yeah. on for more spending during lockdown periods and more lockdowns and longer lockdowns, etc., etc. Um, for a lot of people, though, they're just going to say, yeah. But you're the ones who've been in charge, Tories. Do you see any of what we've been, what we've been told is going to be in the, budget, in the autumn statement or any future budget? Do you see any of that swinging the dial away from what we are at? 25-point need for Labour right I think now? It's, I think it's too late in the day for people to feel the effects in their pocket long term. And I do feel, even if it did, there'd still be that residual, yeah. oh, well, it took you long enough to get to that kind we of thing. We don't state. trust you. But I think it is very noticeable, actually, that Labour isn't going in two-footed, so to speak, on the Tories. They've been very cautious about this because they know what they're going to inherit is not going to be good and they're not going to be able to promise people the world. It's going to be very painful. And of course, real nightmare scenario is what happens if we add a third wall to that? Yeah. You know, what happens then if it's China? The Julia Hartley Brewer Podcast. Open discussion. Healthy debate. Stay on top of the news agenda. Bristling with debate. The Julia Hartley Brewer Podcast from Talk Radio. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 